Welcome back to Don't Call It a Book Club. My name is Luke. My name is Daniel. And we're gonna be we're gonna be covering, as mentioned, the the three body problem today. About a third of it. But first, I want to announce that we've we've made friends, Dan. Yeah, Luke. We have some friends now. For the first time. In ever. <laughs> and this is just uh uh we've we've interacted with a uh few people from another podcast that are super cool and wanted to I don't know, just give them a little shout out. Wanted wanted people to, to, to check them out. We've got there they, they talk a lot about fantasy novels and that kind of thing, but they don't do it quite in the same way that we do. Yeah, their their name is books. Their, okay, their name is Beards, books, Beards, Booze. Booze. Yes, yes, that's the name of the podcast. So if you're interested, um, these guys, as their title says, talk about books, beards, and booze. Mainly, they're talking about sci-fi fantasy books. They recently just read Ready Player One, and they had a little bit of a discussion about that. They're currently reading Jade City, I believe, and they're going to talk about that sometime in the near future. Um, but yeah, they give a completely different perspective in this community than Luke and I do. Yeah, I think that they have a much different style. So like we do these long segments on specific books. Uh, one thing that I... I've listened to a few of their episodes that they do just kind of interesting discussion topics that I, I, I want to have an interesting discussion about random topics like, like that with, I don't know, with them or something. So like, so for example, one topic that I listened to that they did was like what book you would love to forget and then reread. Mm. That was a cool episode. They, they, they do a lot of different discussions like that. Um, so if, if you want to, hear news about fantasy novels or just kind of a, a little weekly random topic check them out yeah definitely give them a listen they also as is mentioned in their title talk about beards a good amount so if you came to our podcast and we're thinking man dan and luke don't talk about facial hair and facial hair design nearly enough Go go listen to them. They they recently talked about they had a beard watch for Ted Cruz, and Ooh. we're not gonna get. I mean, I don't th- remember that they got political at all, but they just gave him some great tips on how to improve his beard. Always useful, and I'm sure you could apply those to your beard, listener. I yeah, I would hope so. I mean, yeah, Fo- I, focusing on the things that matter. I'll say this, Luke. Listening to their podcast for five minutes, my beard got twenty percent better. Did it? I, I, I'm looking at you, and I can I can see a little bit of difference. Looks right. great. Right. That was just now. That was while Luke is watching me. So. <laughs> yeah. So uh, just yeah, check them out, and and you know, do it so that they, you know, we we can continue. We we need we need friends. So. Yeah. Just like. So big thanks hey. to some new friends. And uh, (laughs) check them out. Beards or (laughs) books, beards, booze. 
and you can find it anywhere that you find any other podcast, like our podcast. Speaking of our podcast, Luke, let's yeah, let's get back to our podcast a little bit. So, as mentioned, we're doing the three body problem. We have for this episode, we have read through chapter ten. Yes, so about a third of the book, and it's been it's been interesting so far. Can I just say? That that first chapter was probably the worst Rate My Professor review I've ever seen. <laughs> I think that's fair to say. I've seen some yeah. brutal Rate My Professor reviews for people. Things like showed up to class 30 minutes late, uh, never showed up to class, smelled like garbage most of the time. Mm-hmm. Um left class halfway through and came back smelling of whiskey. <laughs> but you've, you've never seen one where they uh, literally beat him with rocks or I think it was, belts. No, it was a belt. Buckle. It was with it was belt belts buckle. and to death. And I've never yeah. seen a roasting that severe. I don't think I have either ever on the platform rate my professor. Yeah. Yeah. So, Here's my my thoughts on it were that they had this idea to essentially humiliate and I don't know break the, break the mind of this professor right so they bring him up on this stage and have him debate with high school students and he just did like destroys them in the debate what what yeah he demolishes this was a bad them. plan well it was thought up by high school students luke okay fair but the other part of the plan is they brought his wife up on stage mm, who was also yeah. a well-renowned scientist and they tried to get her to demolish him yeah and he still was like no i got it <laughs> it's I was just, I just thought that was kind of a bold plan, and I, I get it didn't, it didn't really backfire or anything like I would have expected it to, because they ended up just like murdering him. Yeah, and then nothing really happened because of it that we've <laughs> seen. So, it seems like it worked. <laughs> and I was gonna say, this whole revolution just seems wild from like western perspectives yeah so this is something i didn't have a good grip on initially in this book because i don't know a lot of chinese history in at, in this time period when they're undergoing the cultural revolution so i had a hard time knowing how much was embellished and how much was not if that makes sense if any of it was embellished i assume it was I don't know, Luke. I don't know either. This is yeah. a, this is actually a problem if we think about <laughs> it. We should probably know. Yeah, this should this should be something that we I don't know. I I hesitate to that we to say that we should have done research, but yeah, I'll tell you what. This next week, I'll do a little bit of research. <laughs> That's how we'll open next episode. Okay, we'll just be talking about how how true to reality 
the first chapter was like how much of an embellishment there was in the first chapter of these like what struggle sessions i think they called them yeah which was an interesting translation yeah yeah but i okay i'll be, I'll be interested to hear about that something else kind of related that i always find strange about totalitarian regimes in books and in real life frankly how come they want a signature so bad on stuff okay yeah are you, so are you asking why does this why is a signature important or why don't they just fake a signature yes or both both <laughs> fair yeah because i mean you're coercing someone to sign it anyway it doesn't mean <laughs> anything it's completely right. pointless but they but they always want that signature i yeah i have i guess i'm curious as to how that's convincing cuz they it's basically they're trying to convince people right mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. that i just i have a hard time believing that people would be like oh this person signed it that i've not really heard of ergo that's truth right well and like you said they could just fake it they're already lying about stuff anyway just not even they're lying about who wrote it right (laughs) just fake it just say and she says this is not or i don't know if she says it but she knows that this is not her i think it's her sister and she's like i'm not gonna sign it (laughs) yeah what what qualms do they have with faking a signature Right, but I feel like it's so common. I feel the other like... thing is, who's inspecting this? <laughs> who's going to come up and be like, I don't know if that's her signature? You could so easily just say that it was signed. <laughs> they're trying to apply for a new driver's license, and they pull up this <laughs> signature, and they're like, look, we got, we got it right here, so we'll just get that license now. And the person at the Chinese version of the DMV is like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> I know her signature well, and she doesn't loop her L's like this. Although it's in it's in Chinese, so that's probably not. But I'm sure there's a similar the same thing, right? Yeah. I just don't understand the power of a signature. Right. Maybe because mine's so terrible. Like, okay. if somebody asked me to sign something like this, I would be concerned. I would have no problem signing it. I'd sign it in half a second. Whatever. Let me out of here. I'm a coward, all right? Okay, sure. But I would have qualms about them looking at what I've just written on the page and saying, mm-hmm. we're not going to fall for your tricks. Give us your real signature because <laughs> this is not anything. Here's, I'll give you a hint as to how bad my signature is. When I, if I go out to a restaurant with some friends mm. and then I'm, let's say I pick up the check and I'm, filling out the receipt. I usually hide what I'm writing, not because I'm concerned about the tip, because I usually tip pretty well, but I don't want people seeing my signature because it's garbage. <laughs> it's like it's like if a third grader had recently learned cursive, but not super well, that's my signature. Yeah, 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 yeah. I feel like it would be like if a third grader had learned cursive, and nothing else. <laughs> sure.
Sure. <laughs> okay. I have... I, I don't have much for the little... The period that we had like a chapter or two on. Um, which is of uh, the woman when she's young and gets like accused of writing a letter. I don't have much on that. Yeah, I think her name is uh, Ye Wenji. Okay. Do you have anything on that or should we move past it? No, we should move past it. Okay. I have something interesting for when um, our main character, Wang Miao. I don't know if that's how to pronounce it. And that, you know, that's going to be a theme for this. We're not going to know how to pronounce things. Send us an email or tweet or something to yell at us or with the proper pronunciation. That would be, that'd be nice. We're going to try our best though. Yeah. So he gets called to this office, I guess. That's like the battle command center, I think is what it's called. Yeah. And when he walks in, he notes how horrible everything looks. There's garbage computers everywhere, including on the ground. It's a huge mess. And his thought is that the fact that that's so messy means that what they're doing is really important because they don't bother with keeping up appearances. Ah, uh, I was surprised by that. And I felt like that was very generous. He's just given teenage me the best thing to tell my mom about my room yeah no mom the reason you got you're too busy to keep up with appearances my room is the lowest priority i have some serious shit i'm working through right now (laughs) and my room not one of them right that's useful honestly because i feel like usually in these super important things the people that are doing the work are, by virtue of who they are, are very organized. Yes. And organization makes these kind of things easier. Uh-huh. I, I just feel like they're... Maybe it's the, the issue is that they're hiring the wrong people for this. No, this is... This is exactly the issue. Because... This organization has money, right? They've got to yeah. have a ton of money. And well, I mean, normally... it says there's people from NATO, there's people from the CIA. So it's an international military, which everyone knows all, every, all of our money goes to the military. <laughs> all of it. There's nothing left. <laughs> so, yeah, it's not, it's not an issue of funds. I feel like, I feel like the head of this subgroup just thinks that what they're doing is so secretive they couldn't hire a janitor Uh, like everybody else when they have their big collective meetings at some point everybody raises their hand and says can we just hire one guy to clean up he doesn't have to know anything he could just you can watch him the whole time he's doing stuff but just have him sweep up a little bit Maybe well, put an air freshener in here. Yeah. I mean, the other thing is they don't tell anyone that's already working there anything. Yeah, this is a great point. And those people should be able to figure out stuff. Uh-huh. 
you think a janitor's coming in there and figuring it out when he's not even doing the the work that they're doing just now you don't even have to tell a janitor that it's some big military organization just say it's just another office startup we need you to come in and do your job <laughs> okay another thing with the mess there there's computers and workstations on the floor because they don't have space you could you could get a bigger place. Yeah, this is a nightmare. Especially if what they if they say it's so important. Right. Y- there's no way you'd leave a server on the ground. Oh, <laughs> so I just spilled my coffee and all our data's gone. Oops, we lost this big war because you left your server on the ground. <laughs> nobody's nobody's allowing that. Nobody's saying, "Oh yeah, this is good protocol." You, Dan, they're just that's just the back of their mind. Okay. They, they don't have time for this kind of thing. I like to think Wang is this disorganized. And Wang walks in and just feels so comfortable. He's like, finally, somebody. <laughs> like, See, I knew I was doing something right. Something I was doing something so important. And these people are too. The, okay, this is. I think this is a good point. Because this is something that I have written down for another one in my notes. And that is his office, or his lab i guess they've been working on this project and they have this i don't know if it's a machine some kind of instrument something Mm -hmm. that needs repairs (laughs) yep and they've been doing little crazy stuff to make it keep running and everyone's like dude we need to fix this thing (laughs) he's like no just like throwing a fresh fresh coat of paint is fine (laughs) Get some duct tape, throw it on there. And he says they've they've been doing they've been doing little repairs to the to the repairs. And then we learn that when they when he finally decides to shut it down, it takes like three days to completely fix. What you fix the, You could have fixed this earlier. And I think he has people running around fixing it constantly, twenty four hours a day. Several people. And and he's got head researchers begging him pretty much all the time to get it fixed. Yeah. So this is, I think you're right. This is very in character. He's super disorganized. And I don't, well, I don't know if that's goes into organization, but I feel like it's kind of similar. Oh, it totally is. I mean, spend a weekend and fix your shit. Oh, Memorial (laughs) Day weekend's coming up. Just fix the machine during that weekend. (laughs) Exactly. Come on, dude. Uh, Spend a weekend. Fix your shit, dude. It's it's wild. He's... So he totally is justifying his disorganization and his messy workspace with this messy workspace. He's saying they're messy and they're incredibly important. That means they're messy because they're incredibly important. Okay, I think this is true. So, okay, what's your... My take is that just the people that they have working on this are incompetent. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to say they just... They think they're so important that they're too important for a janitor. I think they have such a high opinion of what they're doing that it's, like, so secretive, they can't let anyone into the building to fix it. Well, here's... Okay, the thing that I have with this is that... You don't even need a janitor. Like, 
don't put your servers on the ground. <laughs> this is actually, yeah. Bring a table in. Like, spend five minutes. <laughs> Have somebody bring a table in. A fold-out table. Imagine, imagine the productivity loss because half of your employees are sitting on the ground. Ridiculous. What are we doing? <laughs> yeah, I don't uh, know. This is, this is mismanagement. Is what is I would ju- I, you know, I think they could hire someone, come in, just like completely revamp the whole situation. You'll get this nonsense war that no one knows what it is figured out easily. I mean, this is why we're losing. Yeah. Apparently. Yeah. We have no idea what's going on, but we're probably <laughs> losing if this is what's going on. I imagine so. Okay. So it's in this meeting... Our main character, Wang, learns that, I think it's Yang Dong, learns that Yang Dong has killed herself because of something that she has learned, it seems like. Mm-hmm. And there's a there's a part of this that really, it might have to do with the translation, but he is describing, or he's being introduced to yang dong kind of from afar somebody's explaining that she's a woman but she is like the first person that's going to run an experiment and he thought it was a man and is trying to understand why she didn't have this big media presence and he thinks that maybe when she was growing up she was isolated or shy and so something made her somewhat autistic yeah, he yeah he says he thinks that she might have been autistic. I think. Well, he says something may have made her somewhat autistic. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that there was a. Okay. Yeah, so I don't know. First off, I'm not an expert in autism, but I'm pretty sure it's not an environmental cause. I don't think that there is an environmental cause of autism. Yeah. Well, okay, maybe he just. Okay, my my first point is that someone that doesn't want news media covering them a lot does not make them autistic or any other diagnosable thing. That sounds like a normal person to me. <laughs> but Fair the, point. okay, back to the to the I, I he just I'm my guess on this is that he just doesn't He's not a psychologist, so he's just misdiagnosing her horribly. Right. I think this is this is a little this is more character building on him a little bit. Oh. Okay, yeah. 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 He's just so we've got we've got he's super disorganized and he loves media attention. He thinks that's a normal thing that everybody should love media attention. Media attention. Yeah. Yeah. Just a little character building. Oof. I'm starting to really dislike this guy already. <laughs> Here's another bit of character building. He sees this woman one time and can't stop thinking about her. Yeah. And imagines her in all of his pictures that he's ever taken. This guy's like, this is some creepy behavior. Oh, yeah, definitely. definitely. He sees her once and he's like, the lighting is really good. Oh, and now I'm thinking about her forever. Okay. And she completes she completes all of his pictures. 
that kind of thing. I was waiting for the next chapter, him following her home from work from afar, taking more pictures as he can followed actually, her home from work. Can, okay, yeah, yeah. Can we actually talk about, I think in one of his, so he describes a couple pictures that she could be in, right? One of them is, he mostly takes landscapes and that kind of thing. One of the pictures that he thinks she would complete really well, he puts like kind of a faded faded picture of her eyes in the sky or something like that. That's that's a bad picture, man. <laughs> that's that's very bad. That's like a creepy Teletubby's son level bad. Yeah. Yeah. Little just character building, Dan. Character building. This guy's got really bad taste. <laughs> but he thinks okay, no, no. He doesn't have really bad taste. Yeah. Because we learn that he's been he's he's been featured in a couple uh, galleries. He's had his work shown in galleries. So he's right. not a bad photographer. I think I think he might be he's gotten a little full of himself on his certain things. Oh yes. Yes. So he doesn't know how to filter. He has this like gut feeling that oh her eyes in the sky would look really, really nice. And but there's no little voice there anymore that says, no, that's stupid. Yeah. Because yeah. that little voice should be there for everybody. <laughs> but for this guy, you need that. Right. Um, I think it is. So I, it is definitely weird that he thinks about this person so much. But she is kind of, I don't know if striking is the right word, but she's. In this world that I imagine, or I guess not in this world, but in this setting, it's mostly men that are doing the science, I think. I think that's true. Yeah, and they mentioned that uh, as well. Although we, we, I mean, we get several female scientists, but he's, you know, kind of surprised that uh, Yang Dong is a woman. And so that's notable. And then it's very notable that she has kept the fact that she's a woman's secret which by the way is there no how do they is there no like communication between these scientists that's i mean maybe it's just over email and she's never that i that okay putting that aside so it's not surprising that she's a notable person i don't think but it is kind of interesting just how much he thinks about her yeah yeah, I think it's a little bit much, dude. <laughs> I know, but I, you know, I'm not able to articulate it, but just, you know, figuring this guy out, getting in his mind a little bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he likes eyes in the sky, so. So, the next thing I have is <laughs> this... Uh, I think it's her boyfriend. Uh, his name is Ding Yi, I think. And he goes and talks to, or Wang goes and talks to him. And we get this kind of explanation, which, okay, there's two parts of this that I want to discuss. The first part is that he gives this idea, actually, I don't even know if it's him. But anyway, someone gives this idea that there hasn't really been a real crisis in humanity ever. I'm pretty sure it's him. Yeah, I think it's brought up 
in a way that he's like, have you ever had something happen to you that's completely changed everything about your life? It's like, no. It's like, probably, I don't, I don't think like many people have had that. I was like, yeah, like we've never had a real crisis. I don't, I don't know if I, I don't know if I think that's true. I think we read about a gigantic crisis that happened in the first chapter of this book. Right. I, so the, so I'm going to say that maybe I, I don't even know if you have had something that he's describing like that happen to you, but a lot of people have. <laughs> Take a natural disaster, for example. Those happen often. This is just another example of those liberal ivory tower elites looking down at the common folk and saying that their problems aren't real problems, <laughs> Luke. Right. So I'm. my takeaway from this is that the threat that he's talking about is way bigger than we could ever imagine. Yes. Right? I mean... Yes. I... I think it's kind of a weird way to bring that to to convince me of that. But sure, I'm convinced. If if the argument is that people have not had a significant crisis in human history, but they're about to, this okay, this might be a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I was I was convinced when he said this would be <laughs> the most challenging thing we've ever faced. Which, like, compared to everything else is nothing. Either that or this guy is uh, exaggerating. I'm guessing not. Yeah. I'm guessing yeah. not. This guy uses the word literally, figuratively. He's one of those. <laughs> Mike Shell would hate I'm him. I'm guessing he's not exaggerating based on the fact that we saw this woman make the universe flicker. Wait. Who? Okay, so there's the part where Wang goes to view from the satellite the uh, whatever microwave the background radiation. radiation in the universe, yeah. And it like f- flickers, like she says it does. Yeah, you think she? Therefore, I'm gonna. You think she made it flicker? Well, okay, I don't know if she specifically made it flicker, but just like something made it flicker. Okay, yeah. So. Yeah, something's something's up. Something something's is up. definitely up. Before we get there, though, there is this new cool video game system that we can you can be a part of in this world. And in order to be a part of this game system, you have to put on this body suit and this VR headset. And the bodysuit allows you to feel all of the things that are happening in the game. So if it's cold, you feel cold. If you get hit, you can like feel an impact, which might be kind of cool for like <laughs> five minutes. And then I'd, I would probably be very over it because when I'm well, playing so... Call of Duty, I don't want to feel the bullets. I'd love <laughs> yeah, to not. A... There's a description where he says you can feel getting stabbed, um, taking punches, all that kind of thing. I, I guess it maybe, it maybe depends on how realistic it is. 
you know? Yeah. Is it, oh, yeah, I just got shot. Or is it, oh, there's a vibration on my side that I must have gotten shot. Okay. I I see. I get the sense that it's it's the physical pain of being shot. I kind of get that sense, too, especially when we get the details of the game and he's like, it's freaking cold. Yeah. So, yeah, don't sign me up for this. I'd love to not. Just We'll just dial it down a little bit. Yeah, but I feel like the whole point of it is that it's hyper-realistic, like it's super engaging. So if they dialed yeah. it down, it would pull you out of the experience because you would recognize I mean, you're in a game. Right. But oh, here's the you can pull up your health menu. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. <laughs> here's I'll tell you my thoughts on this. What a waste of a amazing technology for this shitty game. Oh yeah, this game sucks. yeah. We can talk about how the fact that this game sucks, right? The third body, <laughs> three body dot net is garbage. Okay, I I realized that it's. The point of it is not a super cool game. I recognize that. Yeah, but there's people that log in and do it. Right. It sounds like a garbage this game. This is trash. <laughs> this is like people Minecraft before any of the cool stuff was in there. You know how everybody plays Minecraft, Lou? Yeah. Okay, this is this is Minecraft with nothing. This is Minecraft with just white blocks and no sun, and you feel cold all the time. <laughs> Who would log in? I'll play Street he Fighter. Do, he doesn't do anything in the game. Nobody, nobody does anything, really. They have swords, which I was so excited for somebody to get stabbed. No combat in this game. None. They, You know how people die in this game? Okay, well, I'm going to boil you alive because you were wrong about your prediction and they just hop in there's no there's no combat even to get them to hop in they just okay yeah i'm i'm gonna hop in now (laughs) yeah this is uh i so presumably he's gonna play it a lot more and learn more about it so maybe it'll be more of maybe it'll seem more interesting but it'll I, I, I definitely think it's very it's very much central to the storyline in terms of this. Well, okay, obviously the name of the book is. The yeah, I was about to problem. say the title of the but, book. <laughs> but um, it seems like this game is trying to send people a message almost. Oh, I mean, definitely. Yeah, yeah, a message about science and the process. Right. Of so learning. I. So the, the, I mean, our critique is valid, I think. <laughs> but anyway, back to the suit. Okay, yeah. You were saying that there's so many better applications in this trash game. I mean, give me, we, okay, we have virtual realities right now. Yeah. It's not quite as good as this, obviously. No. Give me like Skyrim. I knew you're going to say that gotta go skyrim well and skyrim at first you'd think oh that'd be bad because skyrim's also very cold but you put on some of that armor 
Mm-hmm. Like you have ways of mitigating cold in Skyrim. Whereas this, it's like you have to just wear the skin of some person that's dehydrated to to feel a little bit less cold. And I think I I think you dial back the sensitivity a little bit. Like you know how when you're playing a video game, you can change the vibration of the controller? I think you dial that back a little bit. Give me give me a little give me a little dark souls in this. You know? <laughs> Yeah, that's a terrifying, great game, terrifying in this circumstance, but I don't want to feel it exactly like I would in the game. When you get, that doesn't sound nice. When you get just stomped on by, I don't know, the, you know, the demons, the demons in that (laughs) game and the bad guys. (laughs) Yeah, Dan's very familiar, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. Point is who's playing, who's playing this game? You know what game I would love to play with this suit? Hmm. massage simulator oh okay just put the suit on get a great massage that does sound nice be lovely you know what else i'm not a big massage guy though i okay i've never gotten a massage i'm not opposed to it okay what about what about hot tub simulator oh that's gotta be nice Right? And they have it at work? You're having a rough day? Go jump in the hot tub for 20 minutes. Yeah, you don't have to change. You're refreshed. You don't have to get out and towel off. It doesn't smell like somebody pissed always. <laughs> so many great so many great applications of this. Okay, here's another one. Need for speed. Mm-hmm. You're in an air-conditioned vehicle. Okay, sure. Maybe if you get in an accident, it just like cuts. You don't feel getting in an accident. You just, oh, that's it. <laughs> but you could feel the wind, you know, in your hair if you put your head out the window. Yeah. A nice racing game. Super Here fun. we go. Here we go. Oh, I don't know if this one would work. Um, fine dining simulator. I, I don't think that one would work, Luke. I don't think so either. I got another one, though. Spider-Man Simulator. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. This would be incredible. I would... You feel the wind on you when you're flying around? You're actually moving your hands to, like, whip through the air. You're super strong, so things probably wouldn't hurt you as bad. <laughs> You'd be just like so Spider-Man. Okay. Let's okay. We can come up with these things all day. Let's <laughs> listeners give us give us your thoughts on what sounds nice. It can be something legitimate like Skyrim, or it can be something absurd like Hot Tub Simulator. Yeah, T- tweet at us. Use the hashtag hashtag three point one body dot net. Ooh. Ooh, a little upgrade. I don't know if you can put periods in hashtags, so if you can't, just spell out D-O-T. <laughs> Smart. Or okay, if you're shy, email us. We might, if we've got a good one, I'll, I'll, we'll read it out. Oh, w- absolutely, we'll read it out. Absolutely read it out. Yeah. Okay. Um, let, me, let me look. All right, so you might have to, we might have to go back to a little Professor Dan situation Ooh. here. I'm not... I'm not super convinced with this whole physics does not exist bit. Okay. So they they get this 
situation where they're, I guess, colliding particles in these super advanced um, instruments. Mm-hmm. And what's happening is not consistent. Yes. Between time, between places, and therefore the conclusion is that these laws of physics are not consistent across time and position. Mm-hmm. Therefore, physics does not exist. Yeah. So I think this is a bit of a stretch, right? Okay. Especially for some physicists to be saying this. All right. I So I took this as there must be a lot more experiments going on in the background right to have confirmed this this is also what i'm thinking is he's oversimplifying the issue to make it understandable like he's saying enough that we get it but i'm let's assume they've done all the necessary experiments to show that it doesn't exist okay so i still don't think we would get to that point this quickly because for a long time and i'll there's a real life example for a long time. People thought there was something called spin symmetry, which just, so with like really fundamental particles, they have a component called spin and people thought, and there's like two directions spin can point up or down. And people thought that the results would be the same if it was either spin up or spin down for certain experiments. But it turns out that the universe is not, spin symmetric so it it actually does matter for certain experiments whether or not the particle has spin up or spin down which was like this huge shock to the physics community and it it kind of took back some of the firmness that physicists had on physics but it wasn't like after this experiment they all hung up their robes They all put up their lab coats and said, well, physics is done. (laughs) That's not, I mean, the response is, oh, we got to figure this new thing out. Right. And I, but I I think the game actually does a great job of making the point of quitting because essentially in the three body problem, they're trying to figure out the universe and it seems to have no discernible pattern but people are coming up and presenting these theories and they're trying to have some, they're trying to impose order on what seems like a chaotic universe. And the game is essentially, it seems like the game is saying, yeah, there's no way everything you're doing to try and guess what's going to happen is wrong. Then you're not going to figure it out. Keep trying, but you're never going to get it. And so that, seems like it's trying to make the parallel with what people are telling Wang about our reality. Okay. So, so we, we get this section at the end with, uh, she, I think the, the police officer guy where he's saying that this is a part of this at least is like a propaganda effort to make people distrust science. And this game is essentially another section of that where, people are learning that there's no there's just everything that we do is not correct right okay i can yeah okay i can see that there's a little there's a little thought for for future segments what okay one thing that i wanted to say about this whole 
physics thing. I'm going to say, since this is a book and not the real world, I'm going to say we can assume that they did enough experiments to confirm, at least as far as they can, that what they're saying is true in terms of the conclusion from these are that physics is not the same. I'm going to take that as true. Okay. And has been confirmed. Or at least as as much as they can. Okay. Wang does not ask for the data, the the follow-up experiments, the papers that have been written on this. Doesn't ask at all. Well, Luke, he's I, uh, he's not I, an expert in this field. I think he's I think he's dumb. <laughs> Luke, he's not an expert. Who is he to criticize a theoretical physicist? Oh, but hold on. He is going to go to a highly advanced lab and get some satellite data that they're going to store on a computer, which they've developed using all kinds of physics and engineering to make work. He is going to do that. But he's also going to take this guy on his word that physics is garbage and means nothing. (laughs) So I think ooh, we're coming down, or at least I am coming down very harshly on Wang. I think he's a I think he's a bad scientist. I don't think he's a okay, I don't think he's a bad scientist. And the reason I know he's a good scientist is he's willing to triple duct tape his machine to keep it working. I know a lot of researchers. So <laughs> I'm in graduate school right now. A lot of research advisors would be doing this exact same thing. I'm pretty sure we've had computers repaired with Legos at a certain point. So <laughs> this is a very common thing okay among academia this like right so like the the when you get down to the nuts and bolts of things seem things are actually just kind of stupid that you guys are not stupid but like it's we think that people in academia or high level academia are doing super sophisticated things when really you guys are fixing your computers with legos right well and also (laughs) if i went and talked to one of my collaborators about some experiment that they did and they told me it was a certain way, even if that was really surprising to me, I have no way of verifying their results. I am not an organic chemist. There's no way I'm going to redo their organic chemistry experiment ever. Okay, that's okay. I think that's fair. But if you had something that was questioning everything about your field, you would at least... Like, read some scientific papers. Y- yes. But here's the other thing, Lou. I've been going Lou this episode. I don't know why. Here's the other thing, Lou. <laughs> we don't really know if he believes this guy. Okay. He is Fair. investigating it more. Mm-hmm. And this actually brings me to... You brought it up earlier. She mentioned it was... It seems to be this effort to undermine the public's trust in scientists and it seems to also have worked with some scientists to undermine their support in science and it it feels like because this is not what scientists do so if scientists today found out that all of our laws of physics were wrong they don't just give up that's not it's like okay well we have a new ground zero let's start from here 
and try and figure something out. They don't just say, well, right. nothing's nothing's real. Right. So when she said that it seemed like a coordinated effort to discredit scientists, that to me sounds much more likely. Like scientists are losing faith in the in rational design or like not design but in like a logical progression of the universe they're losing faith in that the universe follows rules of any kind okay that are observable and this is super relevant luke i don't know if you got this feeling but as she is talking about how the public the public's opinion of scientists is being undermined i was thinking of all the examples in modern yeah. life about how the public hates scientists from anything from climate change to vaccines to genetically modified food to medicine to like so many things the public thinks that they know more about than scientists who research it even things mm-hmm. like weight loss pills or like diet it's crazy and this hit such a deep part of me when he said this about people not trusting scientists. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I can, yeah, I can see that there's, and this is kind of where we cut off right after this. So this is where we're getting, it seems like up to this point, it's been a lot of exposition, right? That's building to potentially, I mean, if we believe that and, and I'm kind of convinced by it as like like the way that you might be, that this is the main conflict, at least of the book, mm-hmm. which will be, yeah, it'll be interesting to to see how he or they deal with that. When was this book written? Uh, like within the last five years. Okay. Yeah. So very topical. Okay. I wanted to bring this up before, but I forgot. How, how, uh, like, ad- advanced are the cops in China? Advanced isn't the right word. How important are the cops in China? Because they have this super secret meeting about a war and they only let a few people into it. And they have just a detective as a part of the squad. That seems so crazy to me. Because if I think of the cops that we interact with in the United States, there is (laughs) never a cop at a super secret meet like a lab where they're trying to solve a war. That's a secret. Yeah. And you're specifically talking about... uh, uh, she yeah she is she seems like a police officer so my take on this is that there's a lot about him that we just don't know Mm. Mm, interesting yeah because he has this you know he's the way he's introduced makes him seem like he sucks and everyone hates him and that kind of thing yeah but he he keeps showing up he keeps having these like very good insights. He <laughs> he manipulates Wang so easily he, into <laughs> into like joining their cause. I'll say this, he's a great detective. He's crushing <laughs> it. 
<laughs> so I think he's more than just a detective. Okay. Is what I'm taking from him being in there and just the other things that we've seen from him. Okay. I think you're probably right. But still, the fact that they introduce him as just a police officer was wild. Right. <laughs> right. Like, so you guys are just screwing around in here. <laughs> <laughs> that, is this a game to you? What is this all just a game? No, no, no offense to detectives. Yeah, your jobs are very important. It's just. Yeah. I mean, they all, uh, never Okay, never mind. <laughs> so. Is it kind of weird? Is it kind of weird for Ding, Ding Yi, however it's pronounced, the, the boyfriend of Yang Dong? Yeah. To ask Wang to go to to go hang out with Yang Dong's mom? Is that kind of weird? Yeah, that's kind of weird. That was kind of weird. That's kind of weird. Not that weird. But I feel like they just met, right? Well, he he kind of guilts him into it too. It was just I this is very insignificant. Yeah. Yeah. But if this happens to me, I'd be like, dude, I'm not going and hang out with her mom. Like I don't know her. You hang out with her mom. (laughs) Right. And then he's he calls him up and he's talking about these intense things. And Ding is like Dude, I asked you to go talk to her mom. She's really it'd be nice if you could go do that. What? (laughs) No. Get somebody else. Anybody else. (laughs) She's doing fine, it seems. Yeah, that's the other thing. He goes and visits, and she's too busy with, like, these children that she hangs out with all day. Having a great time. It sounds like they are just loving life. (laughs) And he's just kind of making sure she's all right. Hi, (laughs) I am the friend. Not even friend. I know your daughter's boyfriend. I recently met your daughter's boyfriend, and I once saw your daughter. Which, great work, by the way. So, props. <laughs> and I, okay, I'm, my, again, this is maybe something that we just don't know yet, of he's getting set up with her for some reason. I mean, maybe the reason is that she can just set him up with this guy that can look at the universe or that can look at these telescopes. Mm -hmm. I don't think so because this is, and I didn't realize this until her name was actually said, but the old lady is the daughter of the professor that gets killed in the first scene. Yes. So I'm, I don't know if Ding is necessarily doing this, but I'm, I'm assuming that their connection is going to be bigger. It, a lot of this book feels like Wang is being manipulated. A lot of this yeah. book, it feels like people are sending Wang to do things that there's a much larger plan about. Because, yeah, him sending Wang to go talk to the mother is very weird. And then following up and being like, hey, have you talked to the mother yet? That's right. That's a little bit weird. And, um, Shen, who is the woman who's the head of the, oh, what's that science? The, like, science organization. Fr- Frontiers of Science. The Frontiers of Science. She keeps sending him on these really kind of strange things for him to go do that don't seem to make sense right off the bat, and they don't explain anything related to that. So he starts seeing a countdown. So... What movie's coming out that they're doing a viral campaign for? 
that this countdown is advertising because you know some ad some ad company is coming up with this technology right now oh oh that's a good idea you know that there is some firm in new york that has just developed let's call it an invisarray countdown timer and they're like we can beam it into every house and whenever they try and take a picture it'll be there <laughs> what <laughs> that's a good idea and so this whole time wang is freaking out it's just advertising the latest teenage mutant ninja turtles movie this is so, okay here's the thing this is such a good idea because there's no there's i'm assuming i could be wrong there's probably no laws on the books against this yet Ooh, but yes. there will be after the first time it's done. You got to be the first. So you got to make it count. <sighs> yeah. I don't think you're doing it. I don't think you're doing it for a movie that's dropping. Okay. What are we doing it for? I think you're doing it for something kind of dumb that can be consumed repeatedly and become this like cultural phenomenon. <laughs> give me like, give me like. A new, a new Cheerios flavor is dropping in 30 days. <laughs> and it gets revealed. You know, you know that that's becoming huge. Yeah, they're releasing 7-Up flavored Cheerios. <laughs> that's going to be huge forever. If it's just a movie, like, a lot of people are going to probably go see it, sure. But then it's going <laughs> to... Like, yeah, you remember Luke, so you're, so you're saying this sweet bee, this sweet Cheerios bee, is going to pay some ad company to broadcast a countdown timer for their Shasta Cola flavored Cheerios to get beamed onto everyone's cameras and inside their eyelids. Yes. Yeah, okay. I could see it. I could see it. Yeah, it'd probably be very expensive, so you want to make that pay off in the long run. You can only do it once. You know what I'm excited for, Luke? I'm excited for the first company that projects an advertisement on the moon. Okay, yeah. And I'm excited for it because that will be the day which we have gone too far. <laughs> that will know that day that it's just a downward decline forever from there. When Right. What I'm excited for are the the advertising wars. Oh. when we can advertise on the moon like some ad company sends up their advertisement and another one adds their little lasers and turns it into like a dick joke or something like that i love this <laughs> like mcdonald's gets the golden arches up there and then wendy's just modifies it a little bit to make it just balls <laughs> yeah that's gonna happen at one point I can't wait for that. That will be the recovery. That will be the, I thought we've hit our lowest low. And then somebody will completely vandalize the the ad that's on the moon and we'll be back. <laughs> and faith in humanity will be restored. Yeah, I think so. Okay, small, small aside. We might cut this because it's not important. <laughs> not a ton of respect for 
that Wang is showing for his wife and kid. <laughs> oh, I was thinking this the whole time. We see them once, and then he sleeps in his car like four times. Well, and he's freaking out about these things. He's getting them to take pictures. He freaks out about it. And, like, can't really sleep and all that. And his wife keeps being like, dude, what's wrong? Yeah. He's like, it's fine. Don't worry about it. You could... You could tell her... Like, you don't have to explain it all to her. But also, but I why like she not? she needs to know but- that you're freaking out and might die soon and are going to be gone for a couple days. Yeah, let's also think about the fact that if most people saw this countdown timer, most people would assume that it's counting down to their death. I think 95% of people, if they saw a countdown timer that followed them everywhere, would think, that's death, let me know. Thanks, death. Yeah. But that's yeah, going to be me. Be my first thought, too. And he tells his wife nothing. Nothing? He hasn't been told. It's not like the government told him not to tell people what he knows. He could tell his wife everything he tells her nothing or just be like hey or okay text her hey i'm gonna be out late tonight uh you're gonna have to take our son to school tomorrow because i can't do it i'm busy getting drunk with this cool police officer see ya (laughs) dude i hate wang's a dick <laughs> I also yeah. love there's this little this little tiny implicit approval that Wang has for his son when he hands his son the camera and his son just starts taking a bunch of pictures and then there's this slight dig at his wife because his wife isn't super into it right away and she asks like how do you even how do you work this camera and he has to like explain it to her and then he's like but my son figured it out right away he was a natural <laughs> taking pictures left and right yeah it's because he doesn't know that you're freaking the fuck out right now (laughs) he thinks it's a game your wife is like terrified yeah i think takeaway okay like i said just i think these are interesting insights into wang and i freaking hate wang now wang grow up the whole (laughs) world doesn't revolve around you Although it kind of seems like it might. Right now, it does very much seem like everything revolves around Wang. So, maybe it does. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Potentially. I mean... Maybe maybe learn more next episode. Yeah. But, regardless, we'll still be here. Coming up with hot takes. And just continuing to act like dumb nerds. 